Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece. But before we get into that, Julie, um, <laughs> what? Nothing. What are you laughing at? I don't know. It was just the way you said it. <laughs> uh, what, like, what recommendations do you have? Um, well, actually, I downloaded the Noom app to mm-hmm. try. Uh-huh. Um, and I did, I did not like, I know everybody probably says this. I didn't download it to lose weight. Um, but I, I did sort of like, I was just feeling low about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like feeling un, like unhealthy. Like I, <laughs> there was like, yeah. I went from like a point A to point B situation this weekend. And by the time I got to point B, I was winded. And I was like, this is, I am mortified. Um, so I've, I've only done the questions where they like work with me and psychology mm-hmm. to make me feel better. But um, I'm, I'm down with anything that makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation. Find something that, that makes you feel okay. That's awesome. Um, my, my recommendation is a kind of, I'm, I'm experimenting with my eating because I feel like poop. Um, and I think it's like for, I have a stressful job and it keeps getting stressful for the minute. So it's like working around that and then working from home and a pandemic and all that, and really trying to figure out how can I make myself feel better So I am like doing like clean eating for a little bit and seeing if that Hmm. helps and, and reintroducing foods and seeing if like I have a food allergy I didn't know about, or if this food makes me feel better than this food. So kind of along the same lines, I'm like, I recommend that like a nice little reset of like, okay, this worked for a while, but maybe now that I'm in my mid thirties, I may not want to eat the same way or drink the same way or, uh, anything like that. Like I did in my twenties. So trying to do like a nice little reset since I'll be home for a little bit. So that would be my recommendation. This might be a silly question. I also Mm -hmm. may be a little late in the game to ask this, but like what qualifies as like when you're like, Oh, I'm doing clean eating. Uh What does that mean? Like just vegetables? Yeah, I'm just doing vegetables for a little bit. And then I'm going to like reintroduce proteins into like, like meat proteins into my diet and then fruits Mm -hmm. eventually. I know Mm -hmm. I'm allergic to a lot of fruits, (laughs) which sucks. Um, Like I know that I'm allergic to strawberries and apples and pears and so, and cherries. So like maybe there's something else that I didn't know about because that's a pretty, that's probably a 10 year ago discovery. So, um, or it could just be that like, I'm really stressed or it could be, unfortunately, um, I get, I haven't been drinking for the past like week and a half and that has made me feel a little bit better. And I hate that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoy drinking. Um, I enjoy a glass of wine at night. So, um, yeah. And then just kind of slowly reintroducing foods back into my diet, because if I start to feel good and then I eat like. I don't know, like a, like dairy stress and motivation and all that. And I am going to therapy and stuff like that, but I was like, maybe, maybe I'll just, cause I was really big into Uber eats <laughs> during mm-hmm. the height of the pandemic. Um, so maybe like being better to my body in that way will help. So yeah. 
that's my little recommendation. Not that like I'm seeing tons of results, but I am seeing little results here and there. So that's nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying to cut down on my drinking so I can enjoy it more. I actually got last night. Have you had alcohol kombucha or I guess kombucha with alcohol? I did when I lived in Savannah. So probably like nine years ago. Well, I, I just got some. Yeah. From the sprouts. All right. Listeners. I finally got the text yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) With a picture. Oh, with the picture, they were both masked. It was her and Tony in all their glory. Were you both wearing, you were both wearing like vegetable themed masks, weren't you? Oh, it was probably our Bagu masks okay. um, with fruit on them. Oh, okay. Yes. Fruit. So very like on theme. Yeah. Oh. I didn't mean that, but yeah. Yeah. No, you, no, you <laughs> cosplayed as fruit. <laughs> so how was it? Everything that like you wanted it to be and more yes and yes it was it was fantastic mm. so you it's got just, mm-hmm. alcoholic kombucha what else um just like a lot of vegetables and um i got some frozen shrimp and some like canned stuff the the thing about the sprouts <laughs> is that they have so much organic products at a good mm-hmm. price because a lot of the organic products is um what's it called when it's like like that, the house brand or whatever, oh. private label or something. Maybe I know that those are fun fact. Those are usually the labels made in the USA, like and grown. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. mean, that's great. I'm doing double duty. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a lot so, of like the Sprouts label. Yeah. Is it called something like fancy? Like I know Whole Foods is three sixty five and Costco is Kirkland and. I think so, but I don't. <laughs> remember <laughs> okay well next episode <laughs> it was, i just like i was just i was just in it i will say this um the <laughs> we set off the your bag needs to be inspected like three times before we realized that if you like scan something mm-hmm. and then put it on the spot where the bags are mm-hmm. and then like if someone else is partnering with the bagging which is what happened last night and they pick it up Mm-hmm. The system just like registers it as having been stolen. So you have, like, you can't put it down. You got to put it in the bag and then that's it. Oh. Yeah. So can I, t- I'm going to tell the worst story that ever happened to me and my dad. Like not ever, but it was pretty embarrassing. So <laughs> that has to do with the grocery stores. And oh my God, I have shit. a grocery store story too. Oh my so gosh. I can't wait. This is a grocery store story podcast now. Um, so my father and I, uh, my there was like a lot of shit that went down in my family and like we had a couple of people going to nursing homes etc and so forth but it was in indiana and so my mom my father and i went to indiana and my mom was with my grandma and we were going to have like a little picnic with a couple other members of the family so pretty big like maybe 10 people and so my mom's like okay are you two going to be okay getting groceries together like i'm not in my mid-30s and he's not in his 70s and we're like we'll be fine Come on, come on, Nancy. We'll be fine. So we went to a grocery store in not a very good area. Um, and then right next to the exit was a Starbucks as a lot of like, it's a Kroger, but like, you know how a lot of grocery stores now have Starbucks in them. 
So yeah. we go into, or sorry, right near the entrance. That's very important. Near the entrance is the Starbucks. So we walk into the entrance and I was like, here's what we'll do. We'll go walk around, get all the food, check out, come back to the entrance, get our Starbucks and leave. And like in grocery stores, the entrance and the exit are like said, but you know, I feel like they're negotiable, right? Like you don't always have to go in the entrance and like in the entrance and out the exit, you could sometimes go like, anyway. So, and this made sense who, especially in a pandemic buys their Starbucks and then walks around with it while they're getting groceries and then leaves. So we walk around, get our groceries, go back to the Starbucks and get our Starbucks and then try to leave out the entrance. Apparently this Kroger locks your cart if you try to leave out the entrance. And so it made these giant whirring sounds and it locked our cart so we could not leave. And we have a good like $150 worth of groceries. And it is very clear we are not from this neighborhood because everyone passing us was laughing at us and was like, not from here, huh? Because this thing locked up. And we couldn't. So then we had to like figure out how we're, so I ran around to the exit, grabbed another cart, went through the entrance. We put everything in the entrance cart and then went around to the exit and then had to prove that we bought everything again and then left. Oh my God. And then my, the whole time, my dad just like holding our Starbucks was like, I can't believe it's just for Starbucks. I can't believe we did this. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, that was probably one of the most embarrassing moments because like I was, I was rolling the cart like la 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 with my Starbucks and then went kunk. And then I had to like three or four times, like what, what is happening? This can't, it can't just stop working anyway. So that's I did genuinely wonder, like, cause I've seen those signs where it's like cart will lock. And I'm like, how, how does it know? It now does. I, know. I promise. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> So. My story is much briefer. I love that this has truly turned into grocery stories. <laughs> um, I like we had gone somewhere to get like chips and salsa for my mom for a party. And for some reason, I was the one carrying it out. And the jar of salsa just like <gasps> fell out of the bag. Like it just went bloop, and it crashed onto the ground. And of course, oh. broke. Mm-hmm. So like... <laughs> I just like stood there for a second because it was in my mind. I was like, oh, I guess my dad and I are going to like go back into the store um, and get a new one. And my dad had like pulled up to pick me up and he was like, I don't know why, but he was just like, get in the car, go, go. (laughs) Like that, like that, like I had done something just horribly illegal. Um, And then my mom just got (laughs) chips, no salsa. I love that both of these stories have our dads being so embarrassed of us that they like run the other way. <laughs> right. Um, listeners, if you have dads going to the grocery store stories, because apparently I didn't know these were a thing, send them to us. Um, oh my gosh. That's amazing. So today we are going to talk about I, Tanya. Yeah. Um, we're in our winter movies. I picked this one, which I usually don't pick things that weren't, <laughs> didn't play in my childhood um, because I hadn't seen it and I wanted an excuse to. 
Oh, I didn't realize you hadn't seen it. No, no. I I always wanted to, but I was like, eh, well, I mean, it's already like, it already happened. It is what, and so when we picked winter movies, I was like, that's set in the previous times. Um, So I picked it. So yeah. And so I, Tanya is about um, Tanya Harding and kind of her ride, her childhood and rise to fame. And then the, the incident with Nancy Kerrigan and then what happened after. Correct. <laughs> so Julie, uh, <laughs> so Julie, like since you watched this before I did, what were your thoughts? When did you see it? All that fun stuff. Um, I I'm trying to remember what the first thing I saw um, Margot Robbie in. Mm-hmm. Because whatever the first thing was, this was sort of like the next thing. Because I remember whatever I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And so then I sort of was like, well, what else has she done? I, Tanya. Oh, neat. I should watch that too. <laughs> Mine so was Suicide probably, Squad was the first thing I saw her in. See, I haven't seen Suicide Squad. So uh. it, I saw, I saw the, let me rephrase that. I saw the new one. Okay. Not the like, um, old one. Yeah. No. Man, what have I seen her in? This is really, this is going to just grind the whole thing to a halt. Are you IMDBing right now? Is that why it's grinding to a halt? Yeah, because I'm trying to figure it out. Well, I will say, I'll start by saying that I thought it was interesting that they did this like faux documentary version of it when most of these people are still alive. Yes. Um, and it- I think, you go ahead. And there, there, I mean, there were definitely things that happened in the movie where I was like, did this, did this really happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer to a lot of it is no. Like, it's very intentionally, like, stylized in both how they, like, look at the camera and also, like, it gives them the excuse to sort of, like, make some of those plot points. Like, well, we'll have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. But, oh, she's just so great. She's so great. She is very great. I think the... I love Community, the TV show. And there's an episode where they do like a mockumentary, documentary style episode because they do a different styled episode all the time. And Abed is like, it's really easy in a documentary to, I, I, I can't say for a beta, but basically how it makes it really easy to tell a story because you just know the character's inner thoughts and it's kind of lazy is what Abed says. Um, and that Anytime I see something that's like, this doesn't have to be a documentary, I think about that because it is, it is really easy to be like, here are my inner thoughts on this moment. And I'm still having mixed feelings about if I like that they use that because it goes through so many years of her life. So you kind of have to go like, this was my feeling on this. This was my feeling on this. Or if I'm like, I wish they would have shown us more than tell us, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I think I figured it out. Mm-hmm. This is super random. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the show Pan Am? Um, I've only seen the costumes for it. I it that show. That's mm-hmm. the show I watched. That I was like, okay. Oh, I don't know. Who she was is in that? this delightful person? Yeah, yeah. she was in it. Ah. But I watched it because I love Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there we go. Oh, so thanks for sticking with me. Oh, you're welcome. What's your favorite Christina Ricci movie? Ooh. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to go back to IMDb. Okay. I feel Mine's like when Casper. I get... Oh, 100%. really? Mm-hmm. I feel like when I get like asked questions on the spot, mm-hmm. I just like 
it, every element of training in anything in my life just goes away. There's also the, I think it's called the adventures of bear mountain, which we'll, we'll cover eventually. Cause I love that movie. She was in that too. Those are my two favorites. I'm still, just keep, I'm still looking. Yeah. Just keep IMDb up the whole time. Just pause the whole thing while I think about <laughs> it. I mean, I, I don't want to say, um, you know, uh, Jesus, I'm like falling apart tonight. You guys are hearing it happen. No, they're not. I'll edit it out. <laughs> or maybe not. Who knows? Oh, man. Um, I don't want to say Adam's family values because that feels like too obvious, but man. But it's so good. It. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Adam's family values. Solid. Solid choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah. So that was the one thing that I got, like the documentary style. I was, I was, I still am not hundred percent convinced that I like that, but I did love the part where the mother halfway through the movie was like, well, my storyline isn't being told at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the one time I was like, I really like it. This, this choice. I think it like, I think that the interesting thing about the way that they did this documentary style is like, even when you watch like a regular documentary there, mm-hmm. they have their point of view and they have decided like, who is the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in this, the care, like all of the characters have moments where they are talking to di- directly to the camera and they're like, no, 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 I'm the hero of the story. Yeah. Well, and I did like the part, I wish they would have had more of it where like he's he said something and then she ran after him with a shotgun mm-hmm. and then she's like I never did that and <laughs> and like to maybe show more conflicting storylines mm-hmm. would have been a really cool way to kind of amp that up especially because this is one of those things where everyone's like wait what really happened what really happened and to maybe show like conflicting storylines of the same thing would have been really cool you know what's wild though? The mm-hmm. his friend Sean, mm-hmm. like all those parts where he was like, "Oh, I'm like I'm a agent and I've done I'm oh. working for like all of that." That actual person, uh-huh. like genuinely, was telling people that. Oh so, like, yeah, which is so funny because it like in the movie. I mean, everything's absurd in the movie, but that comes across as one of the most absurd things. And it's and it's hundred percent real. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like we. I have met people like that in real life where they say like all of these qualifications that they have. And you're like, I don't, I don't think, oh my gosh, when I was working a show, (laughs) there was uh, a gentleman, I'm not going to name the show or the gentleman, but it was a rather large show. I know Um, it's no one, you know, but it was, um, it was a rather large show and he would just like, his resume was so padded with stuff that I was like we don't I don't think you did that I don't think you did that (laughs) and so there came a point in the green room where people started talking about shows that were not real that they did and they'd be like yeah I did that yeah Yeah. I, I, I was in that show it was the funniest thing oh my gosh yeah that's amazing yeah um so so when I when I watched that part I was I was thinking back to that individual of being like I forget like someone was like 
if if we were doing it now, I'd be like, oh yeah, my my college theater, you know, we did we did that classic Ibsen play, the the Blanket Thief, and he's like, oh yeah yeah, I know the Blanket Thief, and it's like, it's not a show, <laughs> get out. Oh my gosh, yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what did you think of the costumes in this movie? I the um her like windbreaker coat mm-hmm. like the I thought that the costumes did a really great job of like two things one um showing us weather mm-hmm. and then two and and I let me be clear I did not compare this against like the actual ice skating costumes that they wore during each of these events. So I can't say for sure that they're accurate to what was actually worn. But mm-hmm. what I did think was interesting, especially because it was a plot point, the sort of difference in her, the quality of her costumes and the construction and sort of like the look of them versus the other figure skaters. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. Like there's one costume. I think it's when she like yelled at everyone on the on the panel one of the times she actually does that a lot um but when she walked away you could notice the hem was breaking away like the seam was tearing from where the tutu met the like leotard part of it oh and i was like oh yeah that costumer was like i'm just gonna rip this seam a little bit yeah that 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 sort of stuff i mean it was the same with like the you know the winter coats and stuff like it was like oh Mm -hmm. you like you've had this winter coat a while you know and you probably got it secondhand I also thought they did a great job with the houses too like I immediately looked up where is Tanya Harding from like what neighborhood like what area does she live in because a lot of times when they do these biopics they just pick a house in LA or Toronto Mm -hmm. or Atlanta Um, but I felt like they did a really good job finding a house that like on the inside and outside looked really weathered and not like for TV, but just it was lived in for a long time and not repaired. And yeah, I just thought like whoever their location scout was and their costumers were phenomenal. So I, I have a quick update because mm-hmm. I found a really great glamour article called The Fashion of I, Tanya Goes Deeper Than Nostalgia. <gasps> oh, breaking news. And it's, it's, an, it's an interview with the costume designer. Um, uh uh-huh. And the costume designer does talk about like, um, like where could they get archives? And like this was a time before it was just like the internet and photos. And so a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of the stuff came from like newspapers and in Tanya Harding's case, um, tabloids. Oh. And then like looking for YouTube for like old video footage. And so they worked really hard to recreate the costumes for the big events like nationals and the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in other places they like would maybe have to like fill it in, but like, especially if they were like 20, 30 years ago and manipulate them to what we like our nostalgia of them, especially Mm. the working class. And I thought they did a really good job of like, no, this is because we've seen it before. in I think a few of the movies that we covered where it's like, yeah, that's kind of what we wore, but not fully. And this just Mm -hmm. felt like, oh, my brother had that jacket and yeah. yeah it's it's not like 
And especially now when like the nineties are so big, Mm -hmm. like, it's not like that sort of like homage to it. Yeah. It's like, no, we definitely made bad choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm also enthralled with the CGI of her face on the dancers <laughs> and I kept going like when I kept going okay and this is her and this is just her face on a different person and this is her and this is just like trying to figure out how they edited it together um yeah I really I really enjoyed that I feel like it's gonna look horrible in 10 years but I'm like here <laughs> for it now you know what I mean like you're like this won't hold up yeah I yeah the um the other thing that's like makes me laugh again that the like the sort of like secondary characters but like Mm -hmm. when the guy like just like smashes his head into the glass door to leave I was like oh my gosh that did not happen and then I looked it up and I was like oh that did in fact happen I yes and I just don't how much shit could you have gotten away with like they didn't get away with it necessarily you know in the 90s but like how much how how far have we come in surveillance and reporting that we now have I don't know like you could never get away with that like the amount of security it takes to get into one of those facilities now (laughs) yeah well probably because of this yeah exactly among other things yeah, like, and just security, surveillance, ID badges, parking. Like, I was like, oh, look at that free parking that <laughs> you would never see in front of a stadium um, or arena, ice rink or arena. You know, even if you were far away, that sort of thing that I was, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, crime must have just really come down eventually <laughs> since. <laughs> the 90s because man there's a lot of stuff that like they were clumsy and they almost got away with it did you um did you like look them up now Mm-mm, i did not oh. Oh, are you googling down, like, some more no um at that like when i was watching i was like what's what's up with tanya harding now how's she doing yeah and she's good she's married okay so there's that. There's hope. Um, is what you're saying for me? She's she's married and she's doing cameos, but it's like she's she's got a lot of like airbrushed, photoshopped eagle and angel photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh no. And it's it's I mean, it's one of those things where like, oh, I think if I go deep enough, there's gonna be something about like <laughs> anti-vax or something, and I'll be like, oh. I love Rock of Love, the show. It's like one of my weird guilty pleasures. I'll rewatch. It's a weird comfort thing. But Gosh, that is so specific and unexpected. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's so weird. But like I, beginning a pandemic, rewatched it. And I was like, I wonder where they are now. Um, they're not in a place I would be. <laughs> and like, it's expected. But it just, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense that they're all... <laughs> Uh, very, very uh, 
they just they have different opinions about things than I do, and that's okay. Is this like uh, the sometimes. people that were competing for his love? For his or? love, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So like I'm not surprised, surprised, but I guess my brain, you know, is like, no, everyone that I've ever found entertaining <laughs> does not, you know, have anti-vax theories and stuff like that. So that's you know. I don't know. That's weird to think. Mm-hmm. I wonder about Nancy Kerrigan. That's the funny thing. It's like, I I do love, there was a John Mulaney joke when him and Nick Kroll like hosted, I think it was like the IFC awards and they were talking about I, Tanya, and it's like, poor Nancy Kerrigan gets bashed in the knee. And then like 30 years later has to watch a movie about how she's not the victim. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and here's like, here's the thing about Nancy Kerrigan that like, mm-hmm especially looking back as like a woman is that she was not someone that was like super emotional, you know? And like, consequently, it just felt like even though like she had been attacked and been injured and was dealing with that because she was like, I don't want to say an ice cream, but because she was like stoic, Mm -hmm. like, I think she just got somehow she still got flack because mm. she was like all about business and not like trying to well she was like she it just felt like she like I feel like I I deal with things like in that emotional style of Nancy Kerrigan where I'm like I'm just going to internalize this I've had that moment and now I'm going to internalize this mm-hmm. and do what I need to do mm-hmm and I think especially like with Tanya Harding being like so like um, vocal like, and animated it and-, and yeah and so like when the perspective of, of that it was her not getting involved mm-hmm. and sort of not speaking to it and maybe I'm wrong maybe there's like a huge interview where she was like that bitch I don't think so like I did look it up and there wasn't a lot of like Nancy re- like she did respond to it but not a ton you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's also it's it's interesting because if Tanya was the most vocal when it happened and now she has a movie about her and about the circumstance and like if Nancy was more vocal would there have actually been a Nancy movie Mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean people people love an underdog story yeah and Nancy is someone that I mean she's she's like isn't she like an, a New England like she probably had a lot that like was afforded to her because of like her upbringing and all that so like mm-hmm. I think in that respect when you see like you know Tanya's upbringing and what she dealt with like you you like yeah. there was just the sense of like not wanting her to succeed Nancy I mean mm-hmm. well and also I think we're in a really big moment in our movies right now um especially a few years ago when this came out like where we want villains to not be full villains and we're mm-hmm. like reimagining villains. And you're seeing it a lot in like our Disney remakes where it's like, yeah, Maleficent was a full villain, but now we're going to show the nuance and we're going to show the nuance of this villain and this villain. And Can so, I, mm-hmm. yes. Can I, I just like, I, this is the perfect segue for me to express my beef with Cruella because <laughs> I had like welcome. four people tell me to watch that movie. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, look, I don't want to watch that movie if it makes her out to be the victim. I'm not yeah. interested in that story. 
she murdered dogs. Mm-hmm. And all of those four people were like, no, 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 that's not what they're doing. It's a totally different story. Those four people are full of shit. Well, I didn't watch it because I had the same thought. Oh, they 100% try and like make it out like she's some sort of victim. Doesn't, don't like dogs attack her family and that's why she's angry? Well, the the dog, it's not like it's just like a rabid group of dogs, like a rabid group of dogs, like hunting them down. Like uh-huh. there is an evil person at play, you know, like there's, yeah. there's, villainous characters at play there's like Mm -hmm. bad human choices at play Mm -hmm. but it's still it's still like this is the reason i'm allowed to make puppies into coats yeah that's what i felt like it just felt like she was like i'm justified in whatever i do because these bad things happen to me in life Mm -hmm. and it's like no you're well and like also i do believe that like everyone who does bad things probably thinks they're right. You know what I mean? Like there's also that and that like there's nuance in our villains and stuff like that. But I think that it is also, I really do miss a full on villain, especially in Disney movies. Like I loved it when they had tongue in cheek things, like give me an old good King John or (laughs) Hades or Gaston, you know what I mean? Like where, because it's a kid's movie, like you don't, you don't have to have nuances yet you know what yeah I mean? so <laughs> I don't I don't care yet um and yeah so I feel like that's just a trend we're seeing of like let's take a classic villain and show all their levels of humanity and all of you know and so I think that had this been made in the early 2000s like a story about this event it would have been on by about nancy's perspective but because this was made when it was made it was about tanya's perspective just because Mm -hmm. of the trend we're seeing and how our stories are being told yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't have a follow-up but i felt like i needed to yeah 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 okay Um, yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> one to ten windbreaker jackets. <laughs> what nineteen nineties windbreaker jacket? What would you give this movie? Mm-hmm. I would give this movie seven windbreaker mm-hmm. jackets um all of the performances are phenomenal mm-hmm. the the costumes are really really amazing um the the documentary format when it works it works really well mm-hmm. but then i think sometimes it doesn't necessarily like they don't know what to do with it so they just like mm-hmm. ignore it for a little bit mm-hmm agreed i'd actually give it a six and it's nothing against i know it's nothing against like the the costumes or the performances or the like but there was nothing that i left with it's funny because you know this podcast we usually talk for like 45 minutes and i was like i just don't know I, i you know like i don't i wonder if this is literally anyone's favorite movie you know like number one favorite movie a lot of people liked it 
but like replay value, any like thought I came away with, any like lesson, any line I really remembered, any scene I really remembered to a T, like there's nothing that sticks out about it. So that's why I give it a six is that like, I enjoyed it while I watched it and I will probably slowly forget it. Ooh. I think I think that's fine. Like, yeah, we weren't angry at it or anything. Yeah. I mean, we've watched worse movies that I've remembered too, um, <laughs> for other reasons. But yeah, I think it's just like a, a lukewarm average to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Julie, mm-hmm. we're coming on a holiday season. What are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to, um, I'm going on a trip with my husband and <gasps> a couple of friends next week. Woohoo! And I'm, I'm excited because, um, like, you have to be vaccinated and you have to be tested before, like, you even start the trip. And so, like, it just, it automatically makes me feel safer because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. the only people that are interested in this thing are going to be vaccinated. Yeah. And tested. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I am excited. <laughs> um, I want to say, I feel like mine is always sleep, but I just have been really sleep deprived for the last, I, I worked my butt off, um, this summer and still like slowly, like, I don't know, feeling the repercussions of that. Mm. And so I, there, and, and our, uh, my job is really stressful and it has been, and I went on a vacation and for reasons um, I won't get into, I didn't really get like full days off. And so I, I'm excited to actually get full days off because everyone else in the office won't be there too. So I'm excited to sleep. I'm excited to like I'm going to go to the gym every day because I just will have the time and I will really try to decompress those days. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, are you watching the new Sex and the City reboot? I am not, but I did. Um, I was out of town for work this weekend and they had free showtime in the hotel. So I did watch as many um episodes as i could as of the new dexter oh nice i was like yeah i do need to watch the sex and the city remake i'm curious i'm i'm curious how i would feel about the show we're watching it now like would i love it or would i hate it that's another podcast we should do yes done i mean i'm i will rewatch it all the time. I have thoughts about the Sex and the City reboot that I have already gone off on TikTok about. Um that's <laughs> why I ask. Um yeah, I think I think there's a lot of things. I but I also love the fact that like we there are in movies that we watch too and but TV shows that like they can live in that time and they can not have any rewatch value and still have been breakthrough in their time. So have been like monumental in our change of the narrative. But we could also like leave them there. Um, so anyway, and I don't know if you feel the same way about Dexter. I haven't watched it compared to. Um, I, it's really good. It's really good. And I can't fully talk about it yeah. um, without revealing some elements about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I love <laughs> how both of us are like tiptoeing around spoilers. There are choices that they have made in this that are redemption for characters done dirty. Oh, by the final season and by the finale of the show. And that's nice. Uh, Sex the City, they're just doing characters more dirty and just <laughs> Shit. saying everything you liked about these characters, we're going to pretend isn't who they are anymore. <sighs> so. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's it's listeners. If you also want that podcast, let us know because I <laughs> gladly. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.